Hey, Frump. Hey. How do you sink a Norwegian submarine? I don't know. Give it a Swedish crew. <laughs> this week on another digital citizen, we will talk about news of the week, TV of the week, the beef between Norway and Sweden, Movies of the week and another digital review of Deadpool 2. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital... That joke was actually pretty funny, look. Oh, yes. It's kind of a classic. I mean, I've heard that about other different... I've heard the same joke about Poland. (laughs) Uh, So, but, you know, classic. Mm. Hi, everybody. Have you... Yeah, have you had a better week this week than last week? I actually had a really good week this week. I don't, I just, nothing, everything was super chill and it was really nice outside. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff done, like around the house and just this and that. So, yeah, a pretty good week. What about yourself? Around, Around what house? The house you're in now or the house that you're making? A little of both, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I had a good week. Uh, watched a lot of uh, wedding stuff. Uh, Trone is going to tell uh, talk about that a little later. Um, yes, I watched them got married, uh, then go to a carriage and wave to people. Right. It was really expensive, as I'm to understand. It was like a, almost $30 million or something. I have absolutely no. That's what I had heard. I that's what I heard somewhere, and that um, the royal family spent two million, and the rest of it's going from taxpayer dollars. So that's not great, probably considering. uh, Well, it's thirty-two million pounds. So, uh, yeah, so somewhere close to twenty to thirty million dollars. It's probably a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah, but thirty-two million pounds. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a lot, a lot of money. It's probably a little bit of a waste of money, in my opinion. But you know, I'm not a big fan of weddings to begin with, let alone ones for insanely rich people. But that's fine. I have a case that I forgot to send you uh, on on uh, on the message watch. 
Uh, I have a kind of... It, this is kind of funny. It's from Metro News. I'll send you it now. A man caught filling a hotel bathroom bathtub up with potatoes while wearing a bra and high on MDAMA. This was given to me uh, by Margaret, so thank you, Margaret. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a drug-up man was caught filling up a hotel room with potatoes while wearing a bra. <laughs> I don't Nothing wrong with wearing a bra. I, I, why would yeah. you want to fill up, fill up a bathtub with potatoes? Like, you wouldn't be able to get in a bathtub full of potatoes. You would just sit on top of it. So it doesn't make any sense when you think about it. <laughs> By the way, 32 million pounds equals 42.6 million dollars. Yes, dollars. Is that real? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. 42.6. Well, I guess since we're doing this podcast, we should get into our uh, Twitch IRL live stream, right? Because that's what's hot with the kids now, right, Fro? Oh yeah, uh, I I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> really? Okay. There is a whole. I know what, new... I know what I I know what Twitch is. Well, there's a new trend in the last year, two years. So I don't I don't know how you've missed this so far, but uh, Twitch. You know they do the live games game streams, but yeah. there's a whole other section of Twitch which is IRL streaming, which is just people in their regular life walking around with like a camera. And it's become a huge thing. It's basically taken over my YouTube page in the last three or four months because a few of the people who were like the biggest, most famous Twitch IRL streamers got kicked off Twitch and they've ended up on YouTube and now they're bringing their horrible, terribleness to, to YouTube. Uh, they, It's basically they do the most horrible things they can to try to get viewers and get... Uh, donations. I don't know. I'll have to send you some of this. I can't believe you've never heard of it. But we're going to be doing that today on the podcast. Never ever heard about it. Uh, it seems like uh, you're playing Sims just without controlling people. No, it's just like um hmm, it's a it's like a Have you ever seen like a live stream of say like a protest or uh something like that? Yeah. It's that, except it's just a guy, uh, whoever the streamer is, they have their camera, and they go out, and they walk around the city, or they go wherever, do whatever they're going to do, and uh, live their life, and people watch it, and pay the money for it. And people make, you know, thousands uh, of dollars doing this. Jesus. Yep, it's the new reality TV that's coming in, that's coming to the internet that's actual reality, you know what I mean? But a lot of these people who are the streamers are horrible, awful, terrible people is the problem. They're a lot of mm, racists, misogynists, and things like that. Uh, the Jake Paul of the universe. Well, a lot of their followers are like, you know, the, the followers of the Jake Paul people. And then, like, right. you know... Trump supporters and things like that like to follow these Twitch IRL streams and stuff like that because they... Nothing wrong being a Trump supporter. Just a, lot, a lot of it is like, they call it getting content. So if you get in a fight with somebody on the street that just in, and it just happens, that's content to them. So it, they, they will do <laughs> things to make those kind of things happen and they just are horrible people. Like what? 
they will actually get in fights with homeless people. And, like, I saw one guy who stole pizza from a homeless guy while he was asleep on the sidewalk. Like, they're just not good people. This one guy is just, uh, that I saw, is just horrible to women. He just goes around hitting on women and, uh, you know, uh, using derogatory terms. These are all young guys, you know, 20, 18, 20, 22-year-old guys who don't know any better. And they're putting their lives out there. Uh, for everybody to see, but they're making tons of money. I guess if you if the, if that's your goal, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Check that stuff out, Fro. It's pretty terrible. Uh, last week we recorded the day before uh, the seventeenth of May, our national day. Uh, did you hear about uh, anything about the news about Norwegian helium? <laughs> balloons oh right Poor specifically kids. helium balloons i think that's because the because they'll they'll fly up in the air where the other balloons are just going to sit there but yes there's a ban ban of of helium balloons because yeah uh a number of towns said prior to the 17th of may celebration that helium balloons would be prohibited arguing that this posed a litter problem Oslo and at least 28 other uh, municipalities. Yeah, do, you know if, do you know if where you were had banned helium balloons for? Uh, I don't know if Lilla you hadn't heard it. about it. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't out at all of the 17th of May because I hate sure. crowds and I yeah. hate getting dressed for things. So I, I stayed in, in inside. Also, I'm a little afraid of the Rus. We, we we talked about that on on another podcast. Right. Yeah. Fucking Rusifying. That is is a weird thing in Norway. Anyway, uh, but uh, yes, there was five to six episodes through the day in Oslo <coughs> and Barum uh, that we went out and confiscated <laughs> balloons or destroyed them on the spot. Some of the balloon sellers apparently refused to accept the ban, while others decided to take a chance. Oslo police spokesman Tor Jølling uh, told Vega, at least one balloon seller indicated that uh, the air had yet uh, to go out of the fight. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. You get it? I get it. It's a joke. <laughs> I, I think it's this is hilarious uh, that these balloon sellers are like they're uh, covert like undercover selling balloons are like pulling them out of like a trench coat. Hey, little kid, you want a balloon? <laughs> like I can just and I can also just see like the little kid standing in the crowd like I don't know at like a parade or something. He's got the balloon and a policeman just walks up behind him with a pen and pops it, laughing, walking away. Evil policeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, other news this week there was another uh, school shooting in America surprise surprise awful. <sighs> no not really no. Uh, this was in Texas in Santa Fe a 17 year old student dressed uh, in a uh, trench crowd and armed with a shotgun and pistol opened fire at his high school Outside of Houston on Friday, killing nine students, a teacher, before surrounding the officer. Um, so it wasn't ten, it was nine. 
nine students and a teacher, which is ten. Oh, and right. and a teacher. Oh, yeah, there okay. you go. Um, and then then he said, "Take me to jail." He surrendered. Apparently, from what I read, it was going. He he had planned this to be a suicide by cop, like suicide by police. But they, right. but I don't know. He ran out of bullets, maybe, and then he just ended up sur surrendering to them. So he, uh, so he's in jail. Yes. Um, he hasn't been identified. We we don't ever say the names here, so we won't do that. But he, in the last few days, the other article I sent you, uh, that that's a little more updated. Uh, he, a. Uh, mother of one of the victims had claimed that he, the reason he shot this school up was that his daughter had rejected his advances in the uh, in the past. Is what this mother believed, and the lawyer for the kid and the kid's family came out and said that uh, of the shooter. Uh, they came out and said that that was 100% not true. But it had been spread around, so a lot of people still believe that that was the reason he did it, but they're saying that's not. Uh, it mm. hasn't come out why he did it. He is alive, so it seems like at some point we would be able to ask him and find out the actual reason, which I think would be interesting, because most of these cases we don't ever get to find out because they end up dead at the end. So... Here's a hard question, and I mean this with utter respect. Is it maybe a little better than than that? Like I, I, I almost when I hear stories like this, I, I almost want to think like, if you plan killing yourself uh, in this school shooting, isn't it just like better? Uh, to just let him shoot him before the school shooting and like instead of killing 19 innocent people uh, is that a, a weird you, way of thinking maybe I, I, I don't understand shoot you, you gotta be more clear because that didn't really make sense you want well, you're saying it would be better for him to commit suicide before and just kill himself instead of going to school and killing all these people and then dying right. is that what you're saying right yeah. Okay, that wasn't very clear. It it sounded like yeah. you were saying something different. But um uh I mean that's the whole thing, isn't it? The it, the I I think the last school shooting we talked about, I even said like the whole po their whole idea is to go down in a blaze of glory, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh you could just kill yourself or you could do something totally crazy and that's your last big, you know, act of revenge against all the all the people and, and things that made you get to the point where you wanted to kill yourself. Uh, mm. That's the way these kids see it. I mean, we talk, I mean, there's so many similar connections in a lot of these shootings that are, you know, the uh, young white male he comes into a place with guns shooting people. I think the one that we don't, we at least here haven't talked a lot about, the connection and I don't hear it a lot in the news, is that these are all at schools. Like, should mm. there be any, like, like, investigation as to why these young men feel so... 
feel so terrible about school that that's where they choose to go there to, you know what I mean? Uh, Mm. I think from what I read recently, uh, his father of the shooter came out and said that he believed it was bullying. That's just from the father's perspective. He believed the father believed he was bullied and that's what happened here. Um, so who knows? I mean, we may never find out why he did it, but at uh, he's at least alive. And we, if we do, if he does put like come out with this is why I wanted to go in there and do that, then we can take that and actually use it to think about the future and other people uh, try to keep them from getting to that point. I guess. And and the the thing is like yeah. I I almost think that we need to do something psychiatrists wise. I I, I, I do think that is some somewhat uh, what they need to use more money on. But uh, like you said, maybe maybe there should be like a, a, a strip search on every fucking. Um, no, that's not what uh, I'm saying. School? That's not what I'm no, saying no. at all. No, I, I see what oh. you're saying, but what I'm saying is maybe there's an inherent problem with the way our schools are run that's causing right. people to hate it so much that they are willing to murder everybody. To murder, yeah. I mean, maybe it's that simple. Maybe it's not the yeah, what you're saying is like put fences around every school, big giant high fences, and put poli- uh, gu- armed guards in there and, and whatever else. Um, with, you know, metal detectors and everything, but then you're just putting these kids in prisons, basically, which is, uh, I don't think that's conducive to learning, number one, and number two, it just looks really bad, <laughs> putting your kids in these things that look like maximum security prisons. But why do you think, like, the uh, United States is the only place where we hear of school shootings? Right. Uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about this, but um, like I said, that's what I think it is. I think it's the way our schools are run, the way our uh, society pushes kids through the school system. I think when you look at it, there's a really specific age range, end of high school, beginning of college uh, age where these young men are mm. doing this. So somewhere in that age range, something's happening in their brain and causing them to feel hopeless or lost or uh, feel this need to have revenge against these people who have wronged them. Um, and it's always at a school. So maybe there's something about the, that institution that's causing that, uh, the way these mm. schools are run, the way, uh, there's a lot like, especially through high school in America, you learn all these things in high school. And then at the end of high school, you find out, wait a second, all, I've learned a lot of shit that I didn't need and now I have to go to college and l- learn this one trade, and then I'm going to be locked into that for the rest of my life. And that's what you want me to do. And that's a crazy, scary prospect for a you know a young kid, and that mm. can cause a lot of stress as well. So that would add to whatever else is going on in their life, plus their crazy hormonal brain that's happening at that age. Um, I mean, that's it's just a mixture for disaster, is what it is. Mm. Uh, Trump demands uh, a new investigation again into uh, into uh, 
the 2016 uh, uh, campaign uh, and why what uh, what FBI did around the 2016 campaign, as I understand it. Right. He um. He uh, he officially demands that the Justice Department uh, looks into the FBI. Uh, uh, for the FBI, uh, for their reported surveillance into his 2016 campaign, talking about, remember, in, even during the campaign, he, he, there were people saying, and he, his campaign was saying they believed that, uh, he had been wiretapped or people were listening to him through his phone. You remember this? By Obama. Yes, by Obama. And uh, he says yeah, that, that one, yeah. Tweet, and that's tweet as well. That's still the uh, case here is, uh, yeah. He's at least Trump's words. He said a lot of people have been saying this. A lot of people have been saying this, and I want it to be investigated. And that's really what it comes down to: is he's heard this hearsay, and now he wants somebody to investigate it. He doesn't actually have any proof. And he says it on the end of the tweet. And if if any of such demands or requests were made by the people within the Obama administration. So, he is uh, trying to paint uh, Obama in, in a bad color again. That is more or less Trump's job nowadays, it seems like. Right, it says here, in a statement, the Department of Justice said it would ask the Inspector General to expand the ongoing review of the uh, FISA application process to include determining whether there was any improper or uh, impropriety or political motivation in how the FBI conducted its counterintelligence investigation of persons suspected of involvement with Russian agents, Russian agents during the 2016 presidential election. So yeah, it, during this Russian investigation, that's when Trump or whoever believes that the their campaign was bugged by the FBI. And then the thing is, they believe that the FBI used that information uh, and maybe gave it to Hillary or used it against him in some way. So he's kind of going exact way that the ex- he's doing what Hillary's doing, except from um, that America is against me. The deep state, as he calls it, is against him. So instead of it being Russia, it's deep state. Same story, different enemy. Or as he said, uh, he, uh, as he calls it himself, Spygate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think that's yeah. Is that what Spygate. he's calling it? That, yes, it's not very catchy. <laughs> but all right, no. it's he, he is he is he is at least trying. So I will give him that, uh, maybe. I don't really know what happened here. I would not be surprised if some shenanigans happened. Uh, shenanigans. That's as far as, like, them listening in on his campaign uh, and then Obama doing something with it. I don't know. It, it's possible. If something comes out of it, I wouldn't be surprised. I know there's a lot of people who are just going to go, oh, this is stupid and idiotic just because it's tr- Trump saying it. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's a criminal investigation. If something comes out of it and it's legitimate, then... Whatever, I guess, you know? The thing about this whole thing is whether it comes down to one side or the other, they're all corrupt. We gotta keep remembering that in America. 
Yep. Uh, then we're going to your home state of uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, team who started the Oregon Fire, Eagle Creek Fire, is ordered to pay $36.6 million. So, aka a small wedding in Britain. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, it, you said 42. So, uh, yeah. almost. Yeah, I mean, it would still do oh. a very nice wedding. I mean, you'd still be. It, it, it's a. It's a. It would be a big enough wedding that you would be kicking all the homeless people out of the city. Oh, oops! Did I mention that? Oh, that was not good either. Huh. A teen who pled guilty for starting a last year's destructive Eagle Creek fire, which it was so massive, it it was really far away, but there was smoke in the air where I am from this fire. It was so big, uh, just coming from the wind. Uh, the boy who was 15 at the time. Uh, started the fire by throwing a lit firecracker into the woods in September. He has been ordered to pay roughly $36.6 million to cover the damages. Um, so basically, this kid's life is now indentured servitude, unless he, like, I don't know, becomes super rich uh, from some invention. But he's going to be working this off for the rest of his life, don't you think? Yeah, maybe they're going to take it out of his allowance. Right? That's what I... His paper route money. <laughs> He'll be working his paper route for the next, like, 36 million years. But yeah, let's let's hope it's the new Donald... Uh, no, I was going to say Donald Trump. Uh, the new... Um, what's the inventor of Apple? Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's not Donald Trump, is it? No, it isn't. They are both American. Who knows? Maybe uh, this teen made this mistake and it's going to be like the, one of those butterfly effects. It's going to cause him to become this super famous rich person because he was forced to have to deal with the fact that he needed to pay this $40 million off. <laughs> that would be funny. And now we're going to go to science. Science! The elusive Plant 9 might be uh, uh, responsible for this asteroid's bizarre orbit. Uh, for a few years now, the astronomy world has been hard at work searching for uh, a ninth planet in the solar system. No, not you, Pluto. <laughs> it's time to move on. Is they still talk about Pluto? It's so irritating. It's gone it's back and forth. That since I was a kid, it's gone. It's been. Uh, it was a, when I was in middle school. It was a planet. Then it wasn't a planet. And then when I was in college, mm -hmm. it was a planet again. And then it became not a planet again. So it's kind of been back can't and forth. Just, can't we just say it was a dog and Donald Duck can be over with it? I think it's just uh, that. Yeah, we can do that. But I think it just depends on who's, like, in charge at the time. And they're like, I, I feel like this is what... It, it's, it's a planet now. And then somebody else gets in charge and, like, not a planet anymore. But, yeah, there's evidence of something <laughs> massive hanging around on the uh, outer reaches of the solar system. Ten times more massive than Earth. Big enough to gradually warp the orbits of a smaller object in its uh, vicinity, 10 to 20 times farther away than Pluto. 
Right. Oh, wow. Uh, the latest tantalizing evidence backs up uh, Planet Nine's existence as the asteroid called uh, 2015 BP519, first discovered three years ago in the vast reaches Ooh, so of the Kepler, Kepler Belt. We now know the asteroid possesses bizarre elliptical or- orbit that suggests something giant is pulling it a little bit buggier as it tries to make its journey around the sun. So the, uh-huh. they've seen this asteroid, and it's not doing what they would expect as far as an elliptical orbit. And they're saying there's got to be something giant with a gra- some kind of gravitational force causing this thing to be uh, being thrown off, uh, thrown off its orbit. So... They haven't found this yet, but they're seeing evidence there that there's something out there causing a disturbance with this thing's gravitational uh, field, I guess. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've been updating on Planet Nine for a while, and it seems like uh, from when we started this podcast, maybe they're getting closer than when we started. Oh, definitely. I remember when we talked about this, where we thought, uh, we thought, it was just going to be garbage and we had absolutely no true proof about it it's been a lot of uh, what do you call it uh, changes into science around this definitely right uh, yeah. yeah anything you wanted to say um just that uh, it's one this is one of those things that it's like it, it, it there's like the evidence and then there's the conspiracy theory side of it and the conspiracy theory like Naribu that there's these aliens that live in on there that always gets pushed to the front and then people and then people automatically say oh but that's not so it, it can't be true because all that bullshit but when you look at it in just a scientific way it's much more um likely but it's not as fun you see that's true <laughs> it's more fun to uh, find um, the rumors that isn't really true. Uh, but yeah, two-thirds of the world's uh, population will live in cities by 2015. 2050, I almost said 2015. That sounds like uh, Yeah, uh, 2015. Uh, Graph will come... Uh, mainly in India, China, and Nigeria, as rural dwelling declines and Delhi outtrips Tokyo to become the biggest city by 2028. That uh, is... Uh, I'm not surprised by Delhi, but Nigeria, I did not realize was such a giant, yeah. massively packed country. I guess I just never knew that. I, I'm not surprised, I guess, I just never knew that. Uh, I I I had absolutely no clue about Nigeria. I must say that the only thing I think of Nigeria is like Nigerian scam. Exactly right. <laughs> That's the first thing I think of uh, when when right, people say Nigeria. Prince of Ni- Nigeria scam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh. Uh, right here. Okay. Tokyo is currently the world's largest city with 37 million pe- people, followed by Delhi with 29 million. Shanghai with 26, uh, Mexico City and Sao Sao Paulo, each with around 22 million. Um, How, like we said, however, Delhi will take over, uh, overtake Tokyo for the top spot by 2028. 
uh, around 55% of the world's population lives in urban areas today, increasing to 68% by 2050 so it's wow. just gonna be like by 2050 we're just gonna have these massive oh here it says uh there will be 10 mega cities classed as places with populations of 10 million or more uh there are now 33 mega uh, cities uh and by 2030 43 mega cities are projected okay i see mm-hmm. I, i'm just wondering like some of those cities, like, there's going to be two cities that become one mega city. You know what I mean? Then we can sing, we built this city. I can say that still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We built this city of rock and roll. But uh, where do you think uh, Lillehammer? Do you think Lillehammer will grow a lot? Uh, I think the idea here is like the like um certain places aren't gonna grow as much, but because there's so much uh so many people concentrated in those areas, bec- uh those specific countries, uh they're gonna skew that percentage just because of how many people there are, and they're all gonna be living in cities, so. That's what's skewing it to 68%. It doesn't really have to do as much with where we are. It's not like Portland, Oregon is all of a sudden, by 2050, going to be this massive mega city, and there's nobody going to be living in the country in Oregon. I don't think that's what they're mm. saying. They're just saying in those specific countries, the these cities are going to get even more massive than they already are, which they already are crazy massive. So, Do you mind? If it happened here? Yeah. I wouldn't want to live in it. Think about what <laughs> what would happen if you were living in a city like that and it, it just completely lost power for like a week. It would be just total okay. chaos. <laughs> yeah. No stoplights. No, you know, uh, nothing like that. It would just be total chaos in a place like that. I would not be about it. Next case. Uh, robot. Robot. Beast. Beast. I don't like this. Uh, are a real thing. And the company founding them is maybe a little surprise. Who's founding them? And why do we need robotical bees? And right. why why when do I hate this? Why do you hate this? I, I don't know. We'll get to that at the end, I guess. But when several types I'm of... Allergic. I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> oh, well, you just hate bees. You don't hate this. If they were robotic. I don't no. think robotic bees are going to be stinging you is the thing. Um... <laughs> I don't think they would probably program them to do that. I don't know, maybe. When uh, when several types of bees and bumblebees are uh, made an endangered species list, uh, thanks to the declining bee populations, it's easy to see why companies are looking towards robotics as a possible solution. Uh, after all, bees supply more than just honey. Without bees pollinating plants, domestic crops such as fruit and vegetables could be hit hard. More than 75% of the world's food crops rely at least in part on pollination by insects and other animals. Mm. Uh, so now, Walmart... Walmart? What? What? Wants to get in on the act of giving bees a helping hand while investing in advanced robotics. Walmart... Is it me or, or does it feel a little weird that it's Walmart? Well, they do... I mean, like, if... 
we lose all these food crops. That's a big part of what they sell. So it kind of makes sense that they would want to save that. You know what I mean? Mm, I guess so. Right. Uh, Walmart filed a patent in March for autonomous robot bees that can pollinate like the real insect counterparts. Tiny cameras on the robots, also called pollination drones, uh, not only detect the spot and location of the crops that need pollinating, but the sensitive sensors on the drones will assure that successful pollination occurs. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's they're not planning this to like, they're not trying to save the bees. They're just like, once the bees die off, we'll just make robot bees. Hmm. So why are they not trying to save bees instead? Instead of, is it cheaper to make robotic bees, I guess? Uh, they pro- uh, one thing is people have been trying to save the bees for a while, and it's much more complicated than you think because it's, 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 it has to do with the interconnections of the ecosystem, uh, pollution, um, the ozone layer, and all that stuff. And so it, we're not even 100% sure why the bees are dying out. In the first place, so mm. for uh, there's not really, uh, at least right now, this is something that can counteract the pro that the that problem. Um, but I, I'm sure there would be other problems within the ecosystem. Even if you if there were no bees, but you replaced them all with the robotic bees, there's gonna be something different that happens. Uh, I mean, robotic bees can't make honey, obviously. Uh, or for yet. example, I mean, I mean, they might be able to in the future. Who knows? But <laughs> and bees are also a source of food, so it would be hurting maybe uh, uh, birds. Uh, I don't think birds eat bees. I mean, spiders eat bees probably, like when they get caught in your their webs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, there's it's gonna have effects on other areas, but I think this this as far as Walt. They're thinking of it more as like to counteract the the bees that we've lost, and it seems like they're saying uh, it's going to detect the spots and locations of crops. So it's just going to be doing the crops of their crops. It's not going to be pollinating wild flowers and other things like that, which also need to be taken care of. Well, mm. These robot bees are not going to be doing that. Uh, it says here five other patents were also filed the same month by Walmart uh, for additional farming drones including one drone that monitors the health of various crops, another that can hunt down plant pests, uh, hopefully erasing the need for harm- harmful pesticides. So like a drone that's like a predator drone that like attacks pests? That's crazy. Mm. Last but not least, we are going to watch some volcano uh, from 22nd of May. Are you ready with that? Right, which is yesterday, so... Yes. Okay. In uh, three, two, one, go. Wow. You're so just hearing, like... from Hawaii? Yeah, they're massive. Uh, look at that. Those You can see the streetlights wow. down there in the left-hand corner. Those are houses. Shit. And look how close it is. You can see, like, the cul-de-sac right there. That's crazy. It just looks like a like a lake of lava with like a river coming into it. Wow.
we were going to cover this next or last week, but it didn't quite make it into our news. But this happened last weekend. All through this week has been pretty, uh, you know, big uh, disaster area. A lot of people evacuating and everything. Look at all that bubbling, and that's crazy. Wow. It looks like the surface of the sun or something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's also terrifying. It is really beautiful and terrifying. Can you imagine just waking up and going out out to get like your newspaper, and you look to the right, and there's that <laughs> giant like <laughs> geyser of lava flying yeah, up in the air? Yeah. <clears throat> what what is so amazing? It looks a little like. Have you seen the uh, water fountains at Belush? Belushio? Oh, the, yeah, the Bellagio. Right, yeah. yeah Belushio. Oh. Looks a little like that. I was like, whoa. But yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it's... T I mean, obviously, people are going to be losing their houses, but you know what? If you live in Hawaii, you live on a volcano. So you had to have kind of expected that this would have happened at some point, but... It's still sad for everybody that lost their house and houses and anybody who died or whatever, so. It is super, super sad. And now, uh, Trump is uh, going to tell the truth. Royalty sucks. This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. This week we had a royal wedding in Britain. Yes, some Europeans still have royals. It's very funny, though. They'll be treating like children. It's very funny, because... Royals I like, we always fascinating when they do something. Do something that people are supposed to do. Like Lady Diana. Like, oh, look, Diana, she is, uh, she cares about sick children. Yes. Yes. Thank God. A spoiled person with tons of money are <laughs> really care about sick children. And mine victims, oh, she cares about that. What a great person. Well, no, she's not. She's filthy rich and she don't give a fuck. And she's just doing for the media. There you got it. But the Europeans still have a nostalgia for the royals. It's, yes, it's funny and it's interesting and sometimes surprising. But anyway, why do you Americans have it? You brag about you're the freest country in the world that you can elect people to anything, but you still like royals? I know that an American woman married the prince, but... Really? Is that all it takes? To have something to be fascinated about? People celebrate this. A lot of people just stand in line to say some glimpse about a prince who's never done a fucking shit for anyone. They get a lot of money from the state. They nearly don't, they don't, nearly don't pay taxes. And what they usually do is just, yeah, go around and, hey, opening things and so on. But still, people have the fascination for them. And now also Americans have fascination for them. Isn't it funny that politicians are crooks, but royalties are fascinating? That is the question why you have to ask yourself. Why make royals? Because if the people who live on the state, who get tons of money from the state, it's two people. It's royals and the preachers. Definitely in the United States, where preachers, preachers can sell indiscipline projects and get tax cuts. Of tax free heaven. You have to ask yourself, why is royal funny? 
Well, that can be something you have to do about your Disney movies, who's always fascinated about princes and kings and the royalties. If you read European history about kings and royalties, they're not very nice people. They usually have wars against each other and the people have to suffer. Always. And people didn't love the people live in poverty. We have to bow for them. Isn't that stupid? And then in 2018, you still have to say, your majesty. Well, I say you're fucking asshole. Because I will never bow for a king. And I will not say you're um, her majesty ever. And I think everyone, everyone, anyone should do that. The other argument like, oh yeah, they have no political power. That is even worse. Well, why do we keep them then? Why do we spend so much money on them? I have so many things that I can use this money on. What I would like to see is that the Britain turn on their king and turn on the king and make Buckingham Palace a museum. That this was John Trump tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth about royalty socks. Uh, we have a um, uh, Facebook group. It's called Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. Join it if you're on Facebook. Or we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Any yep. email? Oh my gosh, I didn't even check. Uh, I'm going to check while, while we're thinking about it. <laughs> while we're thinking about it. Uh, I can bring up a, a case that I forgot to do uh, last week. Uh, nope, no emails, <laughs> I, but go ahead. No emails, yes. Um, it's not all over for Eurovision news. Uh, we forgot to talk, talk about this protester that interrupted uh, the UK's Surrey mid-song. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, w- what happened... Uh, was uh, she was in the middle of the, her song, and you can see that someone is like storming the stage and trying to uh, steal his uh, my, uh, her microphone. It was Kanye um, West, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, he was shouting Nazis and freedom. Okay. Yeah, was he a Nazi but, uh, or was he against the Nazis? <laughs> no, he he thought the British were Nazis for some strange reason. Hmm. Okay, Nazis of the British media. All right. The media, yeah, Nazis of the British media. So that cunt <laughs> got his his. Uh, he meant the BBC. But are you ready for this week's WWE Book of Margaret? Thank you, Margaret, for uh, the Book of Margaret. Are you ready for some wrestling talk? Oh, sure. Let's do this book. Let's do this book. Like we do everything, every every week. It's top 10, 10 80s superstar. 1980s, okay. 1980s. 1980s superstars still loved for their huge personality and efforts to capture the attention of the WWE Universe. Who is number one? 
Hulk Hogan? No. Okay, so this must have been written after the scandal, I guess. Um, see, I want to say Macho Man, but that probably isn't it either, is it? Um, so Ultimate no. Warrior, I guess? Um, he's not even on the list. Really? Uh, Undertaker? No. Not even on the list. Top superstars of the 80s. Not Hulk Hogan, not Macho Man, not Undertaker, not <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I Sergeant look at Slaughter? List. I look at this list and I was like, what the fuck? Where have they pulled these people out of? You will never ever Okay, just like, give, give it to us and we'll see what it is then. Because I got nothing here. <laughs> okay, let's those words were super obvious. So. Uh, let's begin at number 10 and go up this time. Sure. So, number 10 is Hillbilly of the Gym. Not and really then, a super, giant superstar, but that's fine. Uh, number 9 is the Moondogs. Sure. Uh, number eight is the Brooklyn Brawler. What? <laughs> uh huh. Number se seven is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. But no Hulk Hogan on the list. Uh, what? No. Nope. Okay, sure. All right. Number six is the Bushwalkers. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Number five, Jimmy Hart. It's not even a wrestler. <laughs> nope. Number four, and this is maybe my favorite on the list, Coco Beware. Well, he's <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, so sure. Uh, uh -huh. Number three, Ravishing Recruit. All right. Number two, Windy Richter. 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 Wendy Richter. I mean, I guess you could see that she was part of the rock and roll connection, a uh, rock and wrestling connection. I mean, so maybe, but barely anybody remembers who that is. So, do you want to have one more guess? Who's number one? Uh, Paul Orendorf. <laughs> could be number one, the junkyard dog. Of course, the top what? top star in the eighties. Junkyard Dog. This is the worst list so far. It's because they, the don't, they is... don't want to put Hulk Hogan on there because he's a racist. They don't want right. to put Randy Savage right. on there because of what happened in the past. They don't want to put... All, depending on when this was written, they didn't want to put Ultimate Warrior on there because, well, he was a nut job. Even though people still think mm -hmm. he's... I mean, you got to look back. Uh, he was kind of a nutcase. So, I don't know. Maybe they just left all those people out for those reasons. But, I mean, what about... Ricky Steamboat wasn't on there? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> no. Worst list ever. But thank you again to Margaret for the book of Margaret of WWE. Talking about WWE. Uh, Raw was really, really bad this week. Oh, my uh, gosh. Smackdown. Raw was what? really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so, so fucking bad this week. But uh, Smackdown was okay. 
Alright, well the ending with SmackDown was awesome because we get we found out yeah. about next week we're getting uh, Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan, which is like uh, Ring of back when they were both in Ring of Honor, it was a huge feud. And they haven't really wrestled since then, so it's like a return mm-hmm. of a feud from like two thousand and five with these guys haven't yeah. wrestled since then, so that's really, really cool. Uh but on Raw, we had the Sami Zayn segment. <sighs> That was one of the most wasted times in my life this week. Watching two, three guys dressed up as uh, the sisters of Bobby Lashley. It was so fucking cringe. And it, yeah, so cringe and not funny. That's like, there's no funny there. It's not like. Uh, like a cringy kind of funny even is just there's no jokes it wasn't like the joke was it was guys dressed up in women's clothing that was the joke mm-hmm. and it lasted mm-hmm. forever you know like that once you see it for the joke's ever. over but then they just sit there for 15 minutes doing stuff when the joke was over at the beginning of the segment um <clears throat> that's the problem i had with it a lot of people actually had a problem with this saying it was transphobic that I did not get and a little racist since one of them was clearly clearly white oh I I didn't get that at at all but I didn't didn't think it was transphobic at all either but people were taking it that way Um, but you're so fucking atrocious I just think it's weird that we've moved into this place where like when I grew up, at Halloween, a guy could dress up as a woman and everybody was like, oh, that's so funny. That is not allowed anymore <laughs> in this day of the Me Too, Me, Me Too movement. You are not allowed, like, you're just not allowed to dress up like a woman and have it be funny anymore, I guess. Because there was a lot of people that were just offended by this, not because it wasn't funny, <laughs> but because they were offended that these men were dressed up like women, which I don't think that was <laughs> offensive. But it wasn't funny either. Yeah. Well, no, it's I'm, more I, it was not. It was offensively unfunny, but it wasn't offensive. Yeah. Like, uh, it wasn't. I don't think this was uh, offensive to any group of people. I don't think it was offensive towards African American people or trans trans people or gay people or anything. I just think it was offensive to the general um, uh, well being of comedy in the world. <laughs> So fucking boring. So extremely boring. But SmackDown was good. After Raw, was... I was just like, I kind of want to stop re- watching wrestling for a while. That's what I thought after finishing Raw. <laughs> and then at the yeah. end of SmackDown, I was like, oh, I really want to see SmackDown next week. So that's the difference yeah. between those two shows. And is it a little sad that uh, they have problems selling SmackDown, but no problem selling Raw, Luke? Oh, you didn't hear. They sold SmackDown already. They have? Yep, they sold it yesterday it? Uh, to, ah. Fo- to Fox. Yeah. They so Fox did is, sell it to Fox? Yeah, Fox cool. is getting that, and USA is getting Raw. And I guess the thing was, there was like a battle between Fox and, believe it or not, this is for SmackDown, there was a bidding war between Fox, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, yeah. And Fox won out. And the weird part is, Right now, Fox is uh, 
they're going through a thing where Disney is trying to buy the entire Fox network from Rupert and Murdoch. So it could mm. be soon that Disney is running SmackDown. So that could be weird. Oh my god. Um And then I... we have Goofy in the rest hold on Mickey. Right? And <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that totally would happen. Uh, uh, that's terrible. Uh, how awful would that be? Oh, and the other thing is, they've confirmed the four-hour pay-per-views, which we said months ago that we knew about, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we said that months ago. I know, but I was they... listening to multiple pro wrestling podcasts this week, and in their news sections, they all had, we're going to four hours for pay-per-views, and I was like... Is this new news? What's going on? I, we already knew this. I'm, I'm like, is that news? Wow. Cool. Um, I watched something called Big Brother Canada this week. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, show. yes, I have heard about that show. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Uh, I was so happy. Can I spoil who won now? Oh, yeah. It's been two weeks, so uh, two weeks is definitely yeah. enough. Uh, Paris, uh, such a good winner. Right? I, I mean, in the middle, it seemed like she was kind of floating a little bit, but uh, yeah. it turned out that she was only such floating to p- put other people up on the block. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, keep her name out of the out of the mix. And she never went up on the block until the very end. Never. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good social play. Uh, I love, I love how she threw her, uh, showman's under the bus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the two, there were the, two, there were the showman's that went almost all the way to the end. They totally reminded me of me, of the couple from the U S big brother. Yeah. And it was so like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so mad if the, one of these two yeah. win. Like, just like in U.S., I was pissed off yeah. that Cody won. And uh, yeah. uh, it ends up that they they made a really dumb mistake right at the end. Uh, oh, the, the one stupid The one guy. Which, he, I mean, she was the brains and he was the bronze. And he made the right. dumb mistake because he was just, you know, not very smart. That's really what it come down to. And really, he didn't have the patience to play the game either. Like, he was uncontrollable antsy. And you can see that with, with people that are antsy, that they, they don't get their play against like, would, through the game. He may have been the most uninteresting person in the world as well. So fucking boring. <laughs> so incredibly boring. And the... the uh, the girl he was kind of dating on the show, she was, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I really like her. She's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. then when she got power, it was, she instantly turned into, like, this horrible person. <laughs> horrible, horrible person. She turned, she turned, like, into lunatic at the end there. Uh, what else did I watch this week? Uh, I, of course, watched uh, more of uh, my favorite show, Shark Tank. Okay. Yeah, uh, Westworld. Uh, I have to talk about this week's Westworld episode, when they were in China, Jesus Christ, or or are in the what, what? What can I call it? In the samurai world? I don't know. Samurai I haven't seen world? this world. I haven't seen this week's episode. 
So, yeah. <gasps> oh, because oh. I was just going to spoil something. Okay, but I won't do that then. But yeah, uh, the ending of that episode is maybe one of the best endings of Westworld. So when you see that, tell me about what you think about that. All right. Believe it or not, I watching Westworld is a little bit hard now after taking notes the first time. I think it's a little bit tainted in my mind. I'm still enjoying it, but it's like there's uh, it's harder for me to like want to get into watching it. I think just because mm. I took notes last time. Uh, I mm. think I have a little, like, leftover stress from that, maybe, when I go into watching it. <laughs> I can totally understand that. Uh, what did you watch this week? Oh, uh, well, mostly just getting caught up on things. I did watch, like, two episodes of Westworld. I watched three episodes of Survivor, which is over, uh, I think tonight, actually. Tonight, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. is the finale. Um... So I'm caught up on that for tonight. Uh, Me too. I watched three ele- three episodes of Elementary. Uh, not really enjoying this season, at least in this part of it. It's kind of gone downhill, I think. Uh, oh, oh, three That's episodes of bad. Colony, which Colony is still good. I'm enjoying that show. Yeah. And then the return of season 17 of everybody's favorite show, Jordy Shore. Yay! Jordy Shore this time is in Australia. They, yes. Uh, and they have some Australian people living in the house with them, which should be interesting, I guess. Celebrities. And I... Why, why am I doing air, air quotes when people can't see it? Oh, they're Australian celebrities? <laughs> I didn't know they were celebrities. I, oh, oh, I think so. Yeah, I think They're so. like B-celebrities, like X on the beach kind of, but Australian celebrities or I something. Think- I heard something about that. Yeah, you know what I was thinking would what, this week about Celebrity Big Brother US would be great if they got that Australian guy from the Canadian. Uh, season, oh yes, the curly haired guy. That yeah. guy's great. I'd yeah. love to see him back. Oh, such a good player, and such a fantastic, cool guy as well. And entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Oh, that's it. Slow week this week. I'm just mostly getting caught up on stuff uh, that I didn't get to watch last week because last week we were so much finales and new shows and everything last week. So we're going to talk about Norway now. Norway and Sweden, more uh, more likely. Uh, we need to go back in time. Whoop, whoop, back bring in the time. time machine. Yeah, bring your ti- uh, time machine. Um, we need to go to. Uh, uh, 1376 uh, because um, that is when we um, uh, gone in a union with Sweden, Denmark and Norway called uh, the Kalmar Union um, Denmark uh, was was the biggest so uh, we have to talk about Queen Margaret uh, Queen Margaret uh, was working towards the union uh, of Sweden, Denmark, and Norway, like I said, by having Olaf, uh, King Olaf, uh, elected to the Swedish uh, throne, and then she was uh, the verge of achieving uh, the goal when King Olaf V suddenly died. However, Denmark made 
uh, Margaret, temperature ruler upon the death of Olaf. So on February uh, uh, 1388, Norway followed Swedish suit and crowned Margaret. So since 1388, we were under Denmark uh, rule. Okay. Okay. Right. So, um, and uh, after uh, Sweden broke out of the Union in 1521, uh, Norway tried to follow suit, but we didn't really have any power to, to like, go out of the Union. So we stayed. Uh, it was more... Um, we had some power, but uh, it was like older royal uh, power was in Denmark, all the intellectual and right. administrative power were centered in Copenhagen in Denmark. So uh, Norway didn't really have any thing to, to come up with, more or less. And we were a little like pissed off. Uh, with Swedes, and this was this is what what we're talking about the beef between Norway and Sweden. Uh, we were a little like pissed off that that uh, Sweden broke out of the union in fifteen twenty one and left us with Denmark. So we have this a long, 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 long time uh, from thirteen eighty eight until. We uh, went into a union with uh, uh, Sweden because we were more, more, more or less given by Denmark to Sweden as a present. Like here, okay. you can have, yeah, you can have Norway, and 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 we we didn't want that. Uh, and uh, Denmark and Norway was attacked by United Kingdom at the Battle of Copenhagen, and, and it entered uh, alliance with Napoleon. So we're talking about eighteen twelve uh, here. <coughs> and because of this war, it um, led to really, really dire uh, conditions and mass starvation in eighteen twelve. As uh, the Danish kingdom found itself losing uh, on the side of, uh, in 1814, it was forced under the, the term uh, Treaty of uh, Kiel to secede Norway to the King of Sweden. So, you okay. understand. It was, it so it wasn't forced. really a gift. They were forced. No. Okay. For, forced, yeah. Uh, so Norway took the opportunity to declare independence and adopted the constitution based on the American and French models. And it elected Crown Prince of Denmark and Norway, Christian Frederick, as the king of uh, on 17th of May 1814. So between 1812 and 1814, we were under Sweden. And Sweden didn't want to let us go, of course, because we had uh, the coastal line that Sweden doesn't have to that part of. of oh, right, uh, okay, for shipping and everything else. But, yeah, is it, but isn't that coastline, like, all just 
giant cliffs and rocks? Of Norway? Yeah. No, not all of it. Oh, not We're, all of it, okay. Uh, you have to think that Stavanger, for, for example, was one of the biggest oil uh, imports and exports in the, uh, in the early... Uh, <laughs> 1800s and, and sure. in the late eight, uh, 1900s and things like that. So, Norway, um, uh, uh, there was this Norwegian-Swedish war that almost broke up. Like, there has not been a, 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 a Norwegian-Swedish war, but it was so very, very, very close to break up but uh, on November 18th uh, November 1814 uh, the parliament elected Charles the seventh of Sweden as king of Norway thereby in establishing union with Sweden so we we didn't have really um, uh, we didn't uh, let it go, but we, we 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 wanted to be our own countries, and that that's why why we 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 celebrate the seventeenth of May uh, from eighteen fourteen. So November eighteen uh, fourteenth, we went back into Europe. Right. So, uh, so following this recession, it caused the Napoleon Wars, economic development of Norway remained slow until uh, the growth began in around 1830. So we have this long period that we are then uh, under Sweden. So we skip ahead to the desolation of the Union because Christian Mikkelsen, a shipping magnate and a statesman and prime minister of Norway, from a 1905 to 1907, played a central law, uh, role in the peaceful separation of Norway from Sweden. Okay, we got to go seven... back here for one second because yeah. I'm sure. kind of confused by something. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, the 17th of May, you guys, you became an independent country. Then you got yes. into a union with Sweden. But yes. you still celebrate that as your Independence Day, even though yes. after it you were went back to being in a union with Sweden. Yes, it's okay. fucking stupid. That's time. confusing as hell. Yeah, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, Christian Mikkelsen, uh, was the prime minister. Uh, so the a national referendum confirmed that the people preference for, uh, monarchy of republics. So. No Norwegian could legitimately claim the throne because there was none able to prove the relationship to medieval royalty. And in Europe, the tradition of royal or blue blood was really uh, the, the, the reason why, why we had king and queen. You know, like the so, 100. you got to have the, black, the dark blood to take yes. over the throne. Yes, like... Exactly like the hundred. So the government offered the throne of Norway to Prince of the Dino German Royal House of Scheiswing, Holstein, Sodenburg, Luxembourg. Sodenburg? Like the director? Yeah. Hmm. Say that ten times. 
right? Uh, and he was Prince Karl of Denmark, and he was elected uh, king uh, by the Norwegian Parliament, and was the king of fully independent Norway in 508 years. So between 1397 and up to now, we had been under another king. So 508 years we were under either Sweden or Denmark. Denmark, okay. Right. Understand? And he took the name Håkon, uh, the seventh. And uh, his uh, wife was from uh, Wales. And their young son reestablished this, uh, the royal kingdom house. So following centuries were close ties between Norway and Denmark. And this is so... This is maybe the ma- most strange part of this. Why don't we have any beef with Denmark? Right. Yeah. That's what I was about to ask. I was waiting for you to get done with this thought so I could ask that question. That's funny. And I think... I think... uh, it, It is because we had to be given to to Sweden. Like, we were something to be given away with, that we, we felt... How can I s- explain? Like, we, we, we felt like we weren't our own... We didn't feel like we were were, were something that could be given away, or, or, or forced to be given to, to someone. And we we tried at that point to separate ourselves from 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 a union at the same time as we were given or forced to be given away. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to be under Swedish rule. We didn't mind to be under Danish rule. And I think the, one of the beef comes from like Norway not really wanting to be under Swedish rule, if you understand. We, we chose to go um, under Denmark, but we didn't choose to go uh, under Sweden. Right. Do you understand the difference? Yes. Right. Makes sense. So, we need to talk a little like about the dissolution of the union between Norway and Sweden, because this is the 13th of August, 1905. Uh, did you see the postcard? <laughs> we got our own flag in 1905. It looks a little like the Swedish and also... Oh, yeah, okay. Like the Danish and also a little like Finnish. So it's a blue cross, uh, then a white cross... And then red uh, squares. Red background, right. Yes. And uh, there was this tension and fear of war between uh, Norwich, Norway and Sweden. Because Norway and Sweden... Sweden was the house of Bernadotte. And we, wa- we wanted the Danish king. You see, sure. Okay. And we didn't. We didn't want to be under the kingdom of, of Sweden. 
So, um, so Norwegian uh, aspiration in 1914 was f- frustrated by Sweden's victory in a brief but definitive uh, war that resulted that Norway had to entirely into a personal union with Norway. The Norwegian constitution was largely kept intact, allowing the semi-independent Norway state its own parliament, uh, judicially and executive powers. But foreign relations, uh, however, was conducted by the king and uh, the Swedish Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So there was largely feelings of goodwill between the two people, and the king uh, generally tried to uh, act in interest of both kingdoms. However, over the years, a diverse of Norwegian and Swedish interests became apartheid. In particular, Norwegians felt that their foreign uh, policy interests were uh, served by Sweden's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. There are uh, several uh, driving factors behind the uh, growing uh, conflict. So I will give you three um, uh, factors. Norway's economy was more dependent on foreign trade, thus more sensitive to the uh, measure uh, by uh, the Swedish government at that time. Norway had uh, trading and other links with the United Kingdom, but Sweden had closer links with Germany. And Norway had more interest than Sweden outside of Europe. How'd those links with Germany turn out for you, Sweden? (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go? (laughs) Yeah. That's also one of the reasons. Like, (laughs) it didn't really go that well, did it? I think this is probably where a lot of the nowadays stuff, it says here, in addition, Norwegian politics were increasingly dominated by liberal tendency, characterized by the extension of parliamentary democracy, but Swedish politics tended to be more conservative, with the king continuing to exercise more uh, political power. So maybe that, I think that maybe has a lot to do with kind of, because nowadays it's more of kind of like a jokey back and forth, but I think that has a lot to do with just the difference is, uh, has a lot to do with uh, social political uh, aspects of it than maybe... uh, then maybe the history of it, like the history of it built up to it. But I think now mm-hmm. people see it more as the divide between these two things. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, definitely. And I think that's, that's, that's why, why, uh, it's so, it's so, it's so hard for people outside of Norway and Sweden to understand this beef because it's so, in declined in his history. Uh, and I think Norway Norway has been an independent country uh, and tried to make itself like independent and being under then Swedish rule was hard. Do you understand? Right. 
But I, as far as, like, this was in the 1800s. I think nowadays right. it's changed into something totally different, uh, but it was built off of that. I actually found, uh, you actually, let's wrap up the dissolution real quick, because uh, we've gone pretty much as long as we're going to go, so wrap right. that up. And then I actually got a little thing from a Swede about this, so. Yes, so uh, the thing was that Norway had its own interests, and uh, uh, the Norwegian, uh, the Norwegians wanted and got its its uh, right to be its own country, and in the on the thirty first of August. So that's what's more or less what I wanted to talk right. about. Right, and then after that, that, you uh, crowned your own king. And whatever right. else. So, but that, I mean, that didn't really have to do with why you and Sweden have beef. Right. Right. But here I found an answer to a question. The question was, do Norway, Norwegians and Swedes hate each other or is, or just like to make jokes about others, the other nation for fun? Uh, mm-hmm. And a Swedish guy named Max answers the question. There's no hate... Uh, uh, no, there is no hate. Swe- Sweden always used to be the big brother among the Nordic countries, the largest, the most populist, and the richest uh, since we got through World War II intact. People of the other countries would envy us and take a, uh, take their stance, uh, take their distance a little bit. Uh, the Danes traditionally considered Swedes to be self-righteous and lacking a sense of humor, uh, and the Finns considered Swedish men to be uh, a bit off, I guess. Uh, mm. It says it's not meant to be a compliment. But I, I don't know how you would take that as a compliment. Uh, later, <laughs> later, Norway has caught up and surpassed in the economic terms thanks to their oil. Uh, young Swedes go to Norway to work and get much better pay than they do at home. Uh we like to make jokes about each other. I'm Swedish, but then I have a Norwegian grandmother, and I love both countries. So, yeah, he was yeah. pretty much saying what you were saying is like Sweden was the big brother, and um, they treated the treated Norway like the little brother. You know, bullying them right. a little bit, pushing them around a little bit. Right. And then once Norway became more powerful than Sweden, now you've got the little brother who's grown up and gotten taller than the big brother and now is able to bully the big brother around. That's really what's going on, right? I'd like to break it down, kind of a simplistic concept. Definitely. Uh, and uh, many people point to uh, the, the kind of... I have to... <laughs> Again? Ah, <shoo>! Sorry. <laughs> Many people point to uh, the silliness between you and the Canadians, uh, Americans and Canadians, right. in in the same 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 thing. Uh, I also wanted to uh, because I I sent you this. This was from Q, Qara, the, the the thing I you read now. But I also found uh, someone uh, uh, Sweden and Norway friends or foes. Okay. Uh, uh, and and uh, 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 there's so many jokes between Norway and Sweden. Uh, 
Right. What do you call a Norwegian? A Swede with his brain knocked out. <coughs> like, for example. Uh, so there's there's this rivalry, and uh, Norwegians love to make fun of Swedes, a blogger named Nelle wrote, because they have a lot of blonde moments, are pretty slow in general, have no sense of humor, do not understand Norwegian that well, and are a damned cultural imperialists that are not that <laughs> cool in general. <laughs> and uh, there, there, there is like uh, uh, this commentator had said that the real situation between Norway and Sweden is that Norway hates Sweden and Sweden couldn't care less about Norway. That's why Norway hates Sweden. Sure. Okay. And that's that's kind of like like because they were like the like we you talked about the big brother big brother before, like the the, uh, right. the it, big brother it, and and now we are better than uh, than Sweden. Like it's more like siblings fighting with each other than it is like two people that hate each other fighting with each other is what it is. Right. Where right. like right. it's the same with Canada, but. I, I, if we went into the reason why you the U.S. hates Canada, I'm guessing we'd find out it all goes back to the French, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Civil War, during that time, the French were helping the other side. So, I mean, there. Uh, who knows? I, I really don't know, but I'm guessing it would come up with kind of the same thing, but uh, not really Canada, per se. So it's a little different, but... Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I I I think that it started out as um the whole uh historical uh unionization and kind of uh battling for territory between the two and then now in 2018 it's become uh more of like a pop culture like it's been passed down from generation to generation and it's just become kind of a inside joke between the two sides so yeah yeah interesting stuff so what do you think do you think this is kind of like mm, uh, do you understand now more? i think that's pretty much what i think what i just said is like that's pretty yeah. much what it comes down to so yeah yeah <laughs> okay let's move on uh have you seen a movie this week i saw a couple movies i saw early man because you, yeah. I said I was gonna watch it last week, and I th- liked it more than you did. I guess I thought it was all right. Okay. I I thought that ha- I mean it's a kids movie made for kids. Right. Uh, so when I was watching it, I was going, "Oh, this would be cool to watch with my net my nephew or whatever." You know what I mean? Like, mm. and it had some in- it had some uh, adult not like adult adult jokes, but jokes that like are about history and things like that that a kid who's never been in, like, a history class, is not going to get. But you would right. understand as, as an adult. So those jokes I thought were funny. And, I mean, the claymation is still good. The story's kind of interesting. It's kind of funny. So, I don't know. I kind of liked it. Uh, but I still only give it, like, a six. It's not as good as, like, original Wallace and Gromit or anything like that. But what are you going to say for... Anyway, that's kind of from my childhood. So it's hard to compare and contrast those two. Oh, but we are not that far away then, because I think I gave it a five. 
How about oh, okay. them? Yeah. So not that far away. Not far. Not far. But I, I just think it's a little better than above, like, than average, which f- five is, like, an average. So I think right. it's a little above average. Okay. Anything else? And then I saw a Netflix movie called Dark with a C, not a K. Yes. Dark with a C. Okay. Yes, I have seen this. Yes? I was not a fan of this film. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shit movie, yeah. Uh, the cinematography was all right, actually. It's like some of the shots were kind of cool, like when they were shooting the, um, the brothel okay. where he lived when he was younger, and they're shooting it, and you can see the whole floor plan, kind of like it was Sims or something. Mm. Uh, some of the cin- cinematography, some of the storytelling was well done. The acting was god awful, like, <laughs> like lifetime movie level bad acting. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I kind of enjoyed the progression of it, and it if you, it's a revenge movie, uh, so if you like revenge movies, which I I enjoy, uh, you you might enjoy this. It's not as good as like a Kill Bill or something like that, but it's a uh, that kind of revenge film. So talking about revenge movie, I saw the French uh, American movie called Revenge, and. I gave it 9 out of 10. No fucking joke this week. It Uh-oh. was amazing. Is it new? Amazing. Uh, you will fucking love it. Is it new? You have to... Yes. Uh, you have to watch it. I have to preface it with... It doesn't make a lot of sense, maybe. But it's so funny. Oh, it's not funny, haha, funny, but it's so. Uh, that was the most confusing review I've ever heard. <laughs> just go with it. Is sure. what I'm trying to say. Just go with the pref- uh, pre- premise, and you will enjoy it. Okay. You saw Dark this uh, week as well. No, I uh, saw it a co- couple of weeks ago. I think. Oh, okay. But uh, oh, the one thing I did sorry, the one thing I did like about Dark was some of the fight sequences, like the choreography, was pretty good. Oh, it's really good, yeah. The really the only thing holding that movie back was the acting. Now that I think about it in retrospect, there are a lot of other good things, but the acting was so bad it really took it down. But another thing I watched this week was Ready Player One. Look, oh goody, (laughs) yay! (laughs) Uh, That was a shit movie. (laughs) <laughs> that is a movie that will be on my most disappointed movies of the year. Uh, uh, yeah, I, think... I mean, I, I've watched a lot of bad movies at this point, but I think it's going to be on there just because of, like, it the potential. The, yeah, the, the potential hype. and then what actually came out of it. But, yeah. I mean, what did you really think overall? Go into that, I guess. <sighs> I think... I think my main like there there's so many fucking things about this movie that is atrocious. Uh, it is somewhat uh, astonishing movie to watch. It's really pretty when he's in this magical world. Really, I, I, th- mo- I thought some of the animations on like the humans looked really bad, specifically uh-huh. her. Oh, her was awful. But I mean the world around them. 
Oh, uh, okay, yeah. It, it's beautiful. I, I, I'm not talking about the animation of the people. I'm talking about the world itself. It's, right. And there's so many references, and it's it's so trying to be cool. Look. It's such... It's so, like, pushing, like, look at me, I'm pretty, I'm cool, I'm tough, I'm, I'm, I'm hip, I'm, 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 <laughs> it gets so overboardly boring, like, that's my main problem with it, I was so fucking bored, and right. how can I be bored in a movie that's based on a book that was so entertainment, <laughs> entertaining. Right. And the way they integrate some of the people he meets on the way in the book, like suddenly all of them are there. I was so fucking irritated. One of the things that was so... the worst, oh, there were two things actually now that I think about it. There was one part where uh, he's in his, you know, in he's in the, his place where he actually goes into the oasis or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that they're going to blow up the house, the houses. House, yeah. Yeah. And it shows him running out to go there, but we, they never set up like a, an establishing shot to show where he was in comparison to these uh, buildings. Yeah. So yeah. when he's running out, you're like, where is he going? He could have to, he could be, have to go across the country. We really don't know how far away this place is. And it like, it's very confusing. And then the other thing is, in the book, uh, one of the big things is he's in love with this girl, and it turns out she has these facial deformities from radioactive waste, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The facial deformity in this movie is laughable. It's so bad. It looks like she's having shadows on her face. They're like, it was clear they were like, we can't make this actress ugly. We, it, we're no. going to want to use her in other movies, so we want people to think she's attractive. We can't make her look ugly. It's like showing Phantom of the Opera and making the Phantom of the Opera pretty. Right. We can't have the fan of the opera looking all burned and stuff. That would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and the ending. Ryan Gosling is the Phantom of the Opera. The ending was so lackluster. And it just was broken compared to what the ending of the actual... Like, it had nothing to do with the ending of the book. Oh, you didn't pick this. Uh, Do you know what I I was thinking at the end there? Like, is this Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? It felt, uh, (laughs) at least in the animation parts, it felt very... uh... What was the thing that I compared it to to somebody? Um, uh, what's the name? Oh, I can't even think of it right now. Avatar, maybe, but not really. It looks yeah, kind of Avatar animation. Bad Avatar. Yeah, sure. Bad Avatar. I never liked I thought Avatar was a horrible movie, but that's just me. No, that's definitely not you. Just you. I hate that movie. Oh, okay. It's one of my most hated movies of all time. Right. Everybody loves that movie, not me. Everybody did. I don't know if everybody still does, but people were in love with that movie when it came out. And I saw it and was like, this movie is garbage. Why does everybody mm. like this movie? 
One of the things yeah, but, that was really big is that was when the 3D, uh, the real D 3D that coming out in the theaters, it was like the, one of the first movies to really do that. Uh, and that's what made people really excited. And now that real D 3D stuff, people aren't even interested in going to see that. I mean, some people are, but not. it's not as big of a draw as it used to be, for sure. But do, uh, do you think another director than Steven Spielberg... Could like imagine this was Del Toro. Uh, Honestly, I don't think the directing was that as like I think one, the biggest problem here was e- it was either the writing, yeah, the script, or the way yeah. it was edited afterwards. Uh, they took like the script might have been perfect, and then they cut all these things out. Like I said last week, uh, that were in the script, and they didn't end up in the final edit. And did you notice the things where it was like it's this uh, like the coin? Like, he's got a coin, oh, when oh, did that happen? Like, did that scene get so, cut out of the movie? <laughs> so irritating. He did that the coin not, didn't have an explanation. So I think stuff got cut out that I think there were things that, that it got edited and people screwed things up in, in the edit, and it, very much like Suicide Squad, where that got screwed up in the edit. So that's what I think, but... I want to have the uh, the, uh, the hunt... For the worst movie of 2019. Well, we'd have to wait till 2019, but it's not a bad idea. For like the second week or third week of 2019, that would be a good topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always talk about the worst movie and the best movie, so... Yeah, we do that at the end of the year. But we, if we want yeah. to, we we could take those lists that, that we do at the end of the year, and then in 2019 we take them and try to find which one is the actual worst out of the ten that me and you picked. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, good one. Uh but yeah, I also watched the, the movie that we're <laughs> going to see the trailer of Deadpool two. 20th Century Fox, Marvel. I was born into war. Born into it. People think they understand pain. But they have no concept of it. Oh my gosh. This is the most trite opening I've ever... I was born into war. So he must be an A. Because if he was born in, in war, the letter A would be in the middle. What in the actual ass? It's a metal arm. It's not like we're trying to remove a mustache. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll do it myself. It's John Cena. <laughs> I'm Cable, and I'm from the future, and I like blowing shit up. <laughs> Reach for the sky. <laughs> oh no. This is a, I. I didn't wasn't expecting this trailer, but all right. Oh, you haven't seen this. I have before. Not something you said. Zip it, cable. <laughs> <laughs> like how he's got the Woody outfit on from Toy Story. They're done already. Oh, wow, that was unrealistically fast. Okay, hit it. Okay. I know that's fake because John Zenick would never be able to jump that high. 
fuck. Well, that's just lazy writing. So, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Um, Deadpool 2. Wisecracking mercenary Deadpool meets Russell, an angry teenage mutant who lives at an orphanage. When Russell becomes the target of Cable, a genetically enhanced soldier from the future, Deadpool realizes that he'll need some help saving the boy from such a superior enemy. <sighs> yep, and this does not actually have John Cena in it. It just looks like John Cena, everybody, so don't get mad at me <laughs> for making that joke. Mm -hmm. It's got, what? It, oh, wow. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. That is so incredibly mm -hmm. close that I gotta believe it. <laughs> it's almost funny. Yeah. yeah. You never see them that close, but eh, I'm not surprised it's got such a good score. So what uh, did Facebook say? Right, Facebook. Let's see, I got a few here. Um... Peter Lipia says, it's the best action flick since The Matrix. Well, that's been a while, so... Because it's also hilarious. Uh, can't wait to see it... The can't wait to see it a third time for the first time. I can't wait to own it at home. I love the guy. Wish I could be in DP3. Look at him. He's so freaking cool, I want to cry. Damn! <laughs> not really sure what happened there at the end of that <laughs> oh my god and then i got one from charlene walker that um it's it's not really an in that interesting except i'm not sure she meant to have uh she wrote something in a way where i'm not sure, sure she meant it the way she wrote it all right so she mm -hmm. says uh uh we waited for for you to show up in your bathroom robe again. It was so sexy the first time. Uh, but you didn't show up. A whole theater of DP fans let down. I'm heartbroken. She meant Deadpool oh. by DP fans. Oh. Not the other meaning of the letters DP. But <laughs> Yeah, because I was thinking... <laughs> yeah, it was a, a bit... I don't think she meant... A whole theater of DP fans were let down, but oops. <laughs> I guess not. And I guess I got one last one, then we'll do you. Uh, Greg uh, Lavatre says, seriously, you have to stop with the ridiculous, most entertaining superhero movie of the year claim. I love Deadpool, but Infinity War destroyed everything else. And uh, Shekhar Muna actually responded to his um, review and said, that's fake news. <laughs> uh, so, I saw this movie in the cinemas yesterday. Okay. Uh, uh, this is the best uh, number two movie I have ever seen. Okay. Uh I don't think they could have done a better job of containing what I liked from the first movie into the second movie and still 
make it feel fresh. Right. Uh, it's it's really hard to. It's it's really hard to 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 find a balance between what you did uh, last time that worked really really good, and also bringing something new to the table. Sure. And I I actually think they they did as best as they humanal possible could probably. Uh, I am. Incredibly surprised by how good this movie was, uh, how much I I liked it, and how uh, raunchy it, it still felt. They didn't hold anything back. I didn't feel like anything uh, they did was. Uh, incorrect, and I just, I, I, yeah, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. Look, I think this uh, will end up on my best movies of 2018. Uh, I will be really surprised if something comes along and surprises me so positive uh, as I actually think this did do. Uh, because there's something about, yeah, like I said, you 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 don't do this movie without uh, thinking about the last movie, and it still felt fresh, and it felt new, and it felt cool, and it felt good. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. What else came out this week? Let's look. Um, I'll start, I guess. Let's start with Show Dogs. Came out uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Who's this got? It's got Will Arnett. He's very funny. Uh, Natasha Leone and Lud- Ludacris. What? Haven't seen him in what? a movie in a while. Uh, after a failed attempt to recover a stolen baby panda, police dog Max reluctantly teams up with a human FBI agent named Frank. Okay, this sounds ridiculous. Uh, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, who Ooh. directed this? <laughs> directed oh. by Raja Gosnell. And this looks like a... Yeah, it looks like a crappy kids movie. Not even like a good kids movie, like a really crappy one. Oh, Then I will do the religious one. Pope Francis, a man of his word. Uh, this is a documentary about the Pope uh, Francis, I guess. Uh, this got a Rotten Tomato rating of 88%. That's really high. Mm-hmm. But uh, a 4.9 on IMDb. This uh, is average, but it's a lot different than the other one. So Yeah. Uh, but this is Wim uh, Wenders' new documentary. Uh, Pope Francis, a man of the word, is intended to be a personal journey with Pope Francis. So, I guess yep. if you're interested in documentaries with the Pope, you will watch it. So, he, not he, me. I, I saw something that he was saying, like he spoke to a guy, uh, a gay man this week, and was saying that it's okay to be gay, 
And then last week or two weeks ago, he was saying that there isn't a hell, but then came out that uh, the Vatican said that he didn't actually mean that. Uh, But this Pope has changed a few things as far as, like, the status quo uh, in the Vatican. So it could be an interesting documentary, but it seems a little early. Like, it seems like you would make this documentary after he was dead, but whatever. Uh, The last movie we had coming out this week that I saw was Book Club. Uh, starring Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, and Diane Keaton. That's a cast from the 80s, clearly. Uh, Director Bill Halderman. Uh, Diane is recently widowed after 40 years of marriage. Vivian enjoys her men with no strings. Sharon is still... Oh my gosh, okay. It's it's, uh, Sex in the City. Done. Yep. It's Sex in the City with um, a little bit older ladies. Uh, six, oh, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. So not great, but actually better than I thought it would be. <laughs> so which of those three movies, if you had to watch one? Well, out of the four, it would clearly be Deadpool. But uh, out of these three, I'd probably watch Show Dogs before either of the other two. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with you. That is absolutely agree with you. But, you know, any other movies that were, like, quality movies, they weren't going to put them out this week because everybody would have just gone seeing Deadpool 2, and that movie would have been left in the shadows. So, that you know, those kind of weekends, uh, other movies, like the when Star Wars comes out next week, um, you don't want to put your same, your movie out on the same weekend as Star Wars because your movie's gonna do crap. You know what I mean, Fro? So, because Deadpool mm-hmm. came out, I'm not surprised a bunch of crap movies also came out. But yeah, if you want to recommend me a bad movie that you've seen this year, don't uh, hesitate me writing into another digital citizen at uh, gmail.com. That's another digital at gmail.com, sorry. If you think you've seen the worst movie ever this year. Of 2018, right. It can't be 2017. Yes. Right, exactly. Oh. If you think you've seen a bad movie this year, please don't hesitate to tell me. We're not quite halfway through the year, so we still got some time, but... Yeah, another digital citizen at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email about... Any news of the week? Like, if you see a news story and you're like, I want those guys to talk about it because I want to hear what they have to say, send it to us at the email address. Anything else you want us to talk about, send us, send it to us there. Uh, let's see what else. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial and a free audiobook. Uh, you got something to plug, Fro? Uh, no, not this week. All right. Uh, I'll plug WestCoastWrestlingConnection.com. Go check out the YouTube show. I There's going to be some news coming up about the YouTube show. I don't think I'm allowed to say yet, but I will say when I'm allowed Ooh. to say it. So, Ooh. Um, Other than that, what's coming up next week, Fro? Next week we'll have news of the week. Uh, we will talk of uh, Han Solo um, or Solo, a Star Wars story. Another digital review, and I will probably see it uh, on Monday. It feels like uh, this movie came out way too soon. 
But I guess it's been a yeah. while since the last one came out. It just feels like this is coming out too soon, but... I know. Um, but then we will talk about something strange. Uh, the CIA heart attack gun? What is this? CIA, the CIA heart attack gun is a weapon that was revealed in a 1975 hearing of the committee held by or led by Frank Church. Uh, the hearing Church showed off the CIA's heart attack gun. So there's actual mm. uh, committee hearing evidence to show um, that the CIA actually invented it and it existed. Uh, so we'll be able we're going to cover that and whether it still exists or whether it's been advanced maybe even uh, next week. Mm, interesting. Well, from Norway and from the United States of America, this has been a short another digital citizen. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 